Well, probably like you, I enjoy reading some blogs from time to time. And I was reading a Wall Street Journal blog, and it captured my attention a little bit because I had been in this spot once before. And that is this, is that about a third of Americans carry credit card debt. And I don't know exactly what that debt level is today. I know just a couple of years ago, it was somewhere around $16,000 that people carry on debt. But what really hit me was the next statistic that this blog brought out, that over 40% of Americans would be embarrassed or ashamed if other people knew they had this credit card debt. They would feel judged by family members and friends if that was made aware. And yet, that is the reality. But here's what we all know and the blog brought out. Was that shame and embarrassment never gets rid of debt. These people just keep carrying it year after year. What you need to do to get rid of debt is look at staring uh, clear in the face and then make a plan to get rid of debt. But let me ask a question. Do you pay your debts? Now before you answer, be careful. I'm not talking about money right now. Do you pay? Yeah. <laughs> Do you pay your debts? If you have your Bible, would you open with me to Romans chapter 1? If you're online, we're so glad you're with us. If you too would grab a device where you can read Romans 1, turn it on. Let's get into it because what's so important is that you see the Word of God as we read it. It's so important, so important that we use all of our senses let them all come to bear as we look at God's Word. Well, hey, at Fox Valley Church or online, if you're able to stand, could I invite you to stand? I want to read just a few verses, verses 14 to 17 as we continue our studies. The Apostle Paul writes, I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, just as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Let's pray together. Father, when you spoke these words and they were penned by the apostle, you meant for them, you meant for them to shake our lives, to shatter the things that we think about, to bring into focus that which is eternal and should shape all of our lives. Would you make that happen in more decisive ways would you put a plan into our hearts as we think about paying off debts pray in jesus name amen amen grab a seat grab a seat well there's three things that paul says here 
that start to come out. And so I want to just ask it in, in the form of a question. Three things Paul says. The first is, I am a debtor. Can you say, I am a debtor? He says it a little differently in some translations, I am under obligation. But can you say that from the heart? Can you say that I am eager? And can you say, I am not ashamed? So as we look at these this morning, these three questions, as they come out in the way the Apostle writes them, let me bring us back into the story of the Apostle Paul. Now, we haven't studied the whole book of Romans yet, but if we read the whole book, we're going to find out that the Apostle Paul is not wanting to just stop at the church in Rome, but he wants to travel all the way on to Spain. Now, the reason he wants to travel on to Spain is because he's concerned about people that had never heard the story of Jesus Christ. They had never heard it, and that's what Paul was about. He was about telling people this story, and he wanted to go to people that had never heard before. It was his ambition to preach Christ where people had never heard that story. Paul understood, as we should understood, that Christ, Jesus, the Messiah, the promised one who would be the supreme one on the throne of David, that he was sent by that king. And that's what we see in Corinthians. When Paul wrote the letter to Corinthians, the Apostle Paul said this, Woe is me if I do not tell and show the story of Jesus. Woe is me. Now when he says that, he's not just groaning. He's not just saying, hey, this is not a good thing if I don't preach the gospel. He's talking about God and the weight of what God had put in his lap that Christ had sent him. So he says, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. Remember when he was writing the letter to the Galatians, he said some things that were very interesting. He said there's people that are going after another gospel. He said, wait a minute, there's really not another gospel. What they're doing is they're perverting the true gospel. So as we study the book of Romans, we are going to see more and more with like a laser-like focus, the clarity, the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ that he intends for us to embrace and to live out and to declare. So let me go back to that first question. Can you say I am a debtor? Right? That's where we are in verse 14. He says, I am a debtor. That would be a literal translation. But when we get into this idea of debt, sometimes we think of it in just a singular way and we all get it. I go to the store and I buy this brand spanking new suit that costs $1,200. Well, I don't have $1,200, so I throw it on a credit card and I can't pay off my credit card bill. And you say, oh, you're in debt. Or hey, I want a new car. Used cars are so expensive today. I'm just gonna go buy a new car. Well, I can't pay it off, so I am in debt, right? We all understand that. I want to buy a house. I can't pay for the whole house. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take a loan. I am in debt. We all understand that. But when you read Romans chapter 1, you got to ask yourself, did the Romans, the church at Rome, give Paul anything 
for which he was in debt. And we would all say, no, they didn't give him anything. In fact, he's coming to them to say, you better give me some money so I can go to Spain to preach the gospel. Well, we'll find that out at the end of Romans. But there's another way to talk about debt. And this is the way the Apostle Paul is talking about it. Now, sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. So let me give you a picture of what the Apostle Paul is talking about. So it's something like this. I have a friend, and my friend over here is supposed to get this money. So this friend who has the money, he gives it to me to give it to this friend. Did I lose anybody yet? So one friend has the money for the friend over there. He gives it to me, and now I'm in debt to this friend until I get the money over here. That's what the Apostle Paul is talking about. I am in debt to this guy, not this guy. It's this guy's money. So what is happening is that this friend gives me money to get to this man over here, and I am now in debt over here. That's how Paul's using this. So, a picture's worth a thousand words. Let me show you another picture. And it goes something like this, right? Jesus says, hey, I've got some money for you. But wait a minute, Jesus isn't about money. He's about a gift, isn't he? So Jesus gives the apostle Paul a gift. And he says, you take that gift and you bring it to Rome. Now Paul is in debt. He's holding a gift. It's not his gift. It's the gift that's meant for these people over here. That becomes really, really significant, doesn't it? Is that this gift is really, really powerful. Now, let's take it another step forward. Here's another picture. Jesus gave me this gift. He didn't say I could hold on to this gift. He didn't say this was just for me. He said, hey, there are friends and family that want and need this gift. I'm in debt. That's what Paul means. I'm a debtor. Jesus gave Paul the gift and says, bring it to Rome. Jesus says to you and to me, I'm going to give you a gift. You take that gift. Don't open it and keep it for yourself. You've already gotten yours. I want you to bring it to your family and friends. But before we go too far, what is this gift? What is this gift? Well, we know it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ, it's, it's this gift that changes eternity. It's this gift that is infinitely valuable. You take all your money. I don't care how much you got, whether you got $100,000, you got 500000 or you got several million dollars. It is nothing compared to the value 
of this gift. This gift is infinitely valuable. Let's go a little further. Take all the gold in the world. Just try to get it. Just squeeze it out of every country that's holding gold. Squeeze it out of every person that's holding some gold. Dig it out of every mind that's holding gold. It's a drop in the bucket. It's nothing compared to the value of this gift. But wait a minute. Those are kind of transcendent terms. Let's get it right down to life. This gift promises you a new name. This gift promises you a new identity. This gift promises you a new family. This gift promises you a new power. This gift gives you something that's going to change you like nothing else in this world can change you. You can go to all the therapy you want and it'll never change you the way this gift will change you. You go to every place you want to go, any place to change your heart, to fix you, to get your mind reoriented, to change your life and get it moving in a new way, to somehow give you the energy and power to pay off debt, to get rid of guilt and shame. Nothing can do it like this gift. Let's go a little further. Yesterday, I had my grandchildren over, and my youngest granddaughter, about a year old, a little over, she has these things called diapers. <laughs> and she loves to fill those diapers. And I'm not talking about with just one thing. Well, when that diaper gets changed, you got to put it somewhere. Where do you put such a stinky diaper? Not in my house. <laughs> Those days are over. All of us have a bunch of stinky diapers. And some of you just try to hide it in a garbage pail somewhere. Some of you are going to slip in a corner hoping nobody notices it. But it stinks. It's bad. It's really bad. This gift, this gift is the only thing that'll take care of that stink. This gift is what we're indebted to bring to our family and friends. That's what Paul is talking about. He's not talking about paying off a little credit card bill. He's taking this really deep. So let me ask that question. Do you pay your debts? Do you? Do you pay your debts? Because statistically what we're hearing is that somewhere under 5% of born-again evangelical Christians pay off their debt. They've never told one person how to become a Christian. 
Just saying. Just asking. Do you pay your debts? Jesus Christ entrusted this to you. And you and I, <laughs> we're not supposed to just keep it. We've got to get it to our family and friends, our community. Whoa. Didn't mean to sting so hard. Can we take it a little further? Fox Valley Church. Jesus Christ has entrusted to us, our community of people, to take this gift and bring it to our community. I'm so committed to that. I'm so excited about it. This is what the world needs to hear. This is what I brought out to you the first week. Is there's a lot of problems in this world, and they're weighty problems. But what we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks is this world doesn't have a clue to the weight of their problems against a holy God. And this gift is the only thing that will deliver them. So let's just say this. There's a lot of stink in this world. And the only thing that will remove it is the gift of Jesus Christ. So when I said last week, Fox Valley Church, God is stirring the leadership. He's stirring me to launch the most ambitious, largest adventure that has ever happened. I'm telling you, it will change this community if we would only believe what Jesus Christ wants to do in us and through us. It's amazing. It's so amazing. And this is just one of the I am's. So let me just say it this way. We, Fox Valley Church, are indebted to tell and show the story of Jesus. We're indebted. Here's what we profess at Fox Valley Church. Jesus Christ, God's one and only Son, died on the cross to pay for your stink and my stink. And he says, anyone who puts his or her trust in his death to pay for all that stink. Now, I use a word like stink because we could just name sin, right? <laughs> but we would exhaust ourselves. We could name sin after sin after sin, day after day after day. So let's just call it stink. Jesus Christ paid the penalty of all of it, past, present, and future, so that we could be in a right relationship with him. Now remember, this is the heart of the story of Jesus. This is the heart of the good news. This heart is placed in a larger, more expansive story. That God created everyone and everything. And that He promised, because He saw what stink was going to happen, that He was going to send His one and only Son before the foundation of the world. And as time went on, finally, it says in Galatians 4.4, in the fullness of time, God sent His one and only Son to deal with the stink. And then that son, that was the heart of it, right? And then he says, I've got even greater promises for all of you. Because that gift was given to us, we are now indebted to Jesus Christ. Indebted to our neighbors. Because that's where the gift needs to go. And that is where the Apostle Paul is saying, 
he is a debtor. This is where I'm saying I'm a debtor. And this is where I'm saying you're a debtor. Can you say I am a debtor to the gospel of Jesus Christ? I am a debtor. And so are you if you name the name of Jesus. Well, let's go back to the three questions. Remember the first one was this. Can I say I am a debtor? The second one is, I am eager. Eager. Now, that's a powerful word, isn't it? We sit here and look at this. In verse 15, Paul says, so. Why does he say so? Well, because he's a debtor. Now, some of us take our debt seriously. If I owe money on a credit card, I'm eager to get rid of that debt. If I owe on a car, I'm eager to get rid of that debt. The Apostle Paul, knowing that he's holding this gift, he says, I am eager to get rid of this gift. I don't want to be caught holding it. When these people need it over here in Rome, I don't want to be sitting around holding this. Interestingly, this morning, I get a text from my neighbor who's out of town, and he says, hey, Tom, he says, I'm supposed to get a gift dropped at my house today. Would you grab that for me? Hold it until I get back? I shot a text back, glad to. So I'm driving, I get out, I look, I'm in my car, I'm backing out, and I look across the street, and there's that gift sitting on his front step. What I do? Went out, grabbed that gift, brought it back to my house, but let me tell you, it's not my gift. I'm now indebted to get that to him. Amazon brought it, I picked it up, but now I'm indebted to my neighbor. I gotta get that gift. To him, and I'm eager to do that. I'm eager. That's what the Apostle Paul is doing. He's taking us to this place where he says, I'm eager. That's why when I quoted 1 Corinthians earlier, Paul says, woe is me. Woe is me if I do not deliver the gift. He saw himself standing under the judgment of God. I don't need to remind you of Jesus' words when he departed this earth. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus stands and he says, all authority has been given to me. Go and make disciples. You can't make disciples without the gift. You can't make disciples without the gift of Jesus Christ. But here's what we do. Someone else makes the disciple and then we want to build on it. When we all, we all have family and friends that are far from God. All of us. We all have family and friends. I'm not trying to guilt anybody. It's just like I said earlier, right? Guilt and shame doesn't pay off. A credit card does a, a bill. Guilt and shame will never pay off a credit card bill. I'll tell you what does it. A plan. <laughs> a plan. And that's what we're committed to at Fox Valley Church, is a plan that'll help all of us. That's why we talk about 3D living. Develop friendships. 
even with some people in your family, they may be on the path to an eternal destiny apart from Christ. We call that hell. Develop a plan. Develop friendships. The second is discover their story. Discover their story. Listen to them. Listen to their heart. What is keeping them from Jesus Christ? Talk about it. Pray about it. Spend time with them. And then the third D is just discern what you need to do next. Maybe you need to meet with them week by week and just have coffee. Start telling what God did in your life. Maybe you need to bring them a book to read together. Maybe it's a time to say, let's study the Bible together. I don't know. The Spirit will help you discern the next steps. So let me hit the third. The third question, right? I am not ashamed. Can you say I am not ashamed of the gospel, right? And when we're saying this in verse 16, Paul says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, There's no other hope in this world. There's no other plan. There's no other place for any of us to go. There's nothing that will take care of the stink that we are dealing with. So Paul says, I'm not ashamed. This is another reason why he's eager. It's not only that he's a debtor, but that he's not ashamed because the gospel is the power of God. That's what it says. Let's just look at verses 16 and 17 Again, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. It's the thing that will deliver everyone from their stink. Anyone who believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek, trying to be inclusive. But now, as you look at this verse in front of us, it says this, verse 17, for it is the righteousness of God. For it is the righteousness of God. Now there's three ways to understand that word righteous. Some people just think, well, it's talking about an attribute of God. And clearly it's got that element of it, right? The whole Old Testament is talking about that our God is a righteous God. He will always be righteous. He will always do righteous. But I don't think that's what Paul's talking about. And the reason I don't think he's talking about that is because it's so linked to the good news of Jesus Christ, the story. So he's not just talking about an attribute of God. Some people say, well, it's talking about the activity of God because God will constantly talk in the Old Testament about doing righteous. And clearly, God does justice. But because we're talking about the gospel and Paul has so narrowed his view in the passage, I think he's talking about the achievement of God. The righteous achievement of God through Jesus Christ. So let me just say it this way. For anybody that has put their trust in Jesus Christ, God sees them as absolutely righteous. What an amazing thought. God sees you if you've put your trust in Christ in such a way that there's no dirty diaper. There's no stink. It's all gone. That's what the Apostle Paul is talking about. He says in verse 17, for in it, that's the gospel, for in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed. 
the core and the heart of the gospel is Jesus Christ's death on the cross and that he was raised from the dead and ascended to be with the Father. That's the core of the good news. And then he goes on and says, and it is revealed from faith to faith. When I was younger, and I've shared this story before, a little embarrassed to say, Kathy and I, I say her name when it's a bad story here, right? <laughs> it was my choice. We got ourselves in credit card debt, and we owed several thousand dollars. And I was embarrassed. I was ashamed, and I couldn't get rid of it. And I had a friend, and he called me up, and he said, let me pay that credit card bill. Let me pay it. How do you refuse that? Now let me ask you this. When he gave me that money, was that my money? No. It was his money that he used to pay my debt. What a friend. And Kathy and I vowed then we would never, ever go into debt again with credit card. And we never did. That was over 30 years ago. I have another friend. You know what he said to me? He said, if you come to me, I'll take care of all your debt. Was what he paid to get rid of my stink mine? No, it was his. And what he said is, I'm going to take care of all your stink, and I'm going to give you my righteousness. And that's what Jesus Christ did for us. He removed all the stink. He paid it all. Faith to faith. In other words, it's all by faith. You can't earn it. You'll never work for it. It is a gift of God. It's such amazing grace. So let's bring back the three questions as I close this morning. Can you say I'm a debtor? Are you eager to pay off your debt? Are you ashamed? Because we need to pay our debt. Our community needs to hear these words of the story of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you that it encourages us, it gives us hope, because it's not dependent on us. It's you. It's your gift. It's your power. You tell us that the righteous shall live by faith. And so, God, we want to live by faith because we believe who you say we are. We are your people. We have your righteousness. That's what you say about us. So, God, as we walk out this morning, help us to believe and walk in the truth of your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.